G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by HoopBall. On the pod today, we are talking punt blocks, how to win your league using the punt box strategy, uh, going in-depth with our punting guide. Let's go! talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. And he's going to go. Back out to Allen. History quarter. Bang! Curry for three. Wow! Unbelievable. Making it rain in New York. We the North are now we the champions. Not the destination. This is the journey. Mamba out. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by HoopBall. My name is Mitchell Casey and you can find me on Twitter at BallBoysNBA. Go on there and chuck us a follow for some fantasy goodness throughout the season. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend Callum Mack. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. As you know, I'm the minor premier of our league from a, a famous punt blocks build. Yes, so we're getting it right from the uh, the horse's mouth here today. Unfortunately... Injuries did you in towards the end of the season and uh, couldn't bring home that trophy last year with this build, but it happens to the best of us. We, we do know that there is a bit of luck involved in fantasy, but up until then, it was going well for you, wasn't it? It was. It was. I really liked my build. I liked a good punt blocks um, team. I, I'd do it again. It was fun. Lots, lots of value to be had in the punt blocks. So uh, again, part of our punt mini-series that's going on at the moment, we've got a lot of videos out. We've already gone through a punt field goal percentage, a punt free throw percentage, Punting points, punting assists. We've had a general how to punt guide. So if you haven't seen or listened to any of those podcasts, head over to uh, YouTube, head over to Apple Podcasts, head over to Spotify, wherever you want to listen to your podcasts and check them out. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're liking videos, giving us ratings, all that good stuff. But let's get into it. Let's get into the punt blocks. What are some advantages to punting blocks, Cal? Uh, Why did it work so well for you last year? (laughs) Um, well, look, I wouldn't say I'm much of a racist, um, but <laughs> that's not a good start. For <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty open-minded down here in Australia, but, but uh, proceed. But, yeah, go on. But a punt blocks team has a lot of great white big men that can pass. I think that's just, <laughs> I think that's part of the build. You want to get the, the big white boys. So you can't really, uh, can't really block the ball very well. They just take it off the ground yeah. as much. We'll say they don't quite have the athleticism to, uh, to, to get up there and, and, and sky up for the blocks. So it, it does end up, I guess, you're right, mistakenly so being a bit of a white guy build. But um, um, yes, I don't think you should exclusively be, be trying to grab those <laughs> those white guys on your draft, just to be clear. Um, but yes, so th- th- this, there's obviously a big amount of variance in blocks because it is such a low volume stat. You get one block per game, that's awesome. You get half a block a game, that's crap. Do you know what I mean? So there's 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 a little bit of a window between the elite players compared to someone like um, you know the points category. You either score thirty points a night or you score fifteen. There's not many nights that you know Giannis or James Harden are going for ten or fifteen points. But there are nights that Rudy Gobert might not block a shot and he gets no value in that category. Um, so for that reason, we're not relying on those high variance swings and we're um, protecting ourselves from that variation, uh, statistically speaking. So that is a reason that I do like this as a punt build. Um, You are protecting yourself from variation naturally. Uh, Any other sort of things that we want to talk about in terms of advantages to punting the blocks um, here, Cal? 
Um, I feel like the punt blocks in terms of advantages, it, it's look, it's pretty fun. Like, that's all I'll say. I don't mind it. Um, you can get some good big men um, that are fun to have in your team. So I'll end it at that. Yeah, it, it is fun. There are there are good creative big guys, you know, talking about your Yokishes, your Sabonises. I will also say that blocks just naturally seem to be that they're like concentrated in a few players, you know. So if you miss out on a player like Anthony Davis or a player like Rudy Gobert or Clint Capella, most of the blocks already gone. You know, yes, you can get a few guys that get one a block, one block a game or one point two blocks a game, but those Miles Turner is another one. If you miss out on those players it's really hard to come back and be competitive in that category against teams that have those players. So if you don't get those players, why don't just forget about it and don't worry about blocks at all and concentrate all your concern on, on other things that you can you can be good at. So uh, another good reason to punt the blocks category. Let's go into the players who benefit the most from this build. Obviously, most guards. Is, is a blanket statement. It goes without saying. There are a few guards, like your James Hardens, surprisingly like a Van Vliet, who get nearly a block a game. However, let's talk about um, some big guys, Cal. Uh, your your strategy and uh, um, color thing that you were going to look at will highlight here because there are a few names that we can talk about here uh, in the big guy category. Hit, hit us away with a few uh, punt bigs, punt block bigs. Uh, the main guys are definitely your Nikola Jokic, your Vucevic, your Julius Randle and your Demontis Sabonis. Yeah. Um, they're, they're all, look, great field goals well. Like, they, they really rise you in a lot of categories. They're great picks. They're, like, when you get them in the third and fourth rounds, second rounds, like, maybe for Vucevic. But um, in the third and fourth rounds, you're really going to be snatching up a couple of those guys. Yeah. So, a lot of those guys give you good assists from the center, center position, um, good threes in a few of them as well, um, good points, obviously, in all of them. Some of them have good field goal percentages and some of them don't, a la Julius Randle. Um, some of them, most of them have good free throw percentages. Some of them don't, Sabonis. Um, but all of them are higher valued players because they don't uh, block shots, but they do a lot else. So a lot of those European big guys do seem to come into play here. Um, and I will highlight a few other wings that get a boost in blocks. Uh, naturally, Chris Middleton, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Jason Tatum. Brandon Ingram, just to name a few, but there are, of course, lots more. What would we normally pair a block punt build with in terms of other categories, Cal? Um, I, I don't mind us going the straight punt. Um, it's, it still is pretty strong. That's what made my team pretty good. Uh, if you're going to pair it with something, um, it, it probably look. It it's always, always comes down to that first pick and, and what you're going to do. It, you can go with a field goal and blocks punt. Yep. Um, you can go over blocks and rebounds. Punt is probably the, the two most obvious to me. Yep, I, I would agree. I think I like personally like the field goal percentage one a little bit better. I, I just I like to punt percentages. I think you get the most amount of value. So blocks and field goal percentage is the classic. Um, say you get someone like a Steph Curry or a Damian Lillard in the first round. It's the easiest thing. That's their, their biggest weaknesses. You just turn off those categories. You don't worry about it um, and see you later. In the case of a Nikola Jokic, maybe you want to look after that field goal percentage because that is one of his biggest strengths. So um, you might, like you said, like what you did last year, just just punt blocks. Try and get seven or eight other categories going on there. Um, I naturally always punt turnovers as well. Um, and if you really want to, we've talked a bit about this in the field goal percentage one, but you could go at blocks, rebounds, field goal percentage, and turnovers punt um, and just get all the guard stats, get your assists, get your threes, get your steals, get your points, get your free throw percentage, and just be really strong in those five categories. 
um, a very, very good strategy. Sometimes hard to, a little bit riskier than looking after six categories or more, but something that can be very hard to beat when done correctly, especially in a competitive league. Let's go into some pitfalls and traps of the punt block strategy. What, what are some traps that you want to avoid in this punt build, Cal? Um, you just want to make sure that you, you get the right bigs. I think that's that's really a really, really important factor here. Um, it's, there's only a handful of them, and just to get the, the rebounds and to, to get your field goal as well, to make sure you do have the rebounds and field goal, you have to specifically go after and, and grab a few of um, the better punt um, guys for this yeah. punt blocks build. Yeah, a common theme in a lot of our punt guide uh, videos and podcasts is that you always got to look after your position, positional scarcity in terms of reaching for the bigs in like a naturally guard-orientated build is necessary because you want to still have players who are on your ground or on your court, I should say, um, that are contributing in the categories that you care about. You still want bigs that can shoot threes. You still want bigs that can give you assists. You still want bigs that have good free throw percentage if you're looking after those categories. So, uh, And they're harder to come by than guards that do those things, obviously. So prioritizing grabbing those guys early that are a bit more unique, like your Julius Randles, Vucevic's, Jokic's, etc., um, is the way to go because then you can naturally get all those guards later that don't block any shots that are much more valuable in your build uh, and there are a lot more of them. So definitely something to do. Um, also, just need to make sure that like all things, um, you keep your mind open and be aware of what you're punting if you're punting blocks only or if you're going to do a multi-category punt and trying to be switched onto that as soon as possible because then you can get the most amount of value as you can. Uh, anything else there, Cal, or, or happy to sort of move on from there? I'd say with, with the punt um, blocks, it's don't feel scared that you have to just like really lock it in to begin with because um, yeah. I think the blocks is a, a good one to fall into when you get to like kind of like that fifth round and, and you look at your team like, oh, there's no huge blocks here. Mm. Uh, you don't have to lock it in early for this punt build. Yeah, and, and, and like we said, just because you're doing a punt blocks build doesn't mean that you have to um, avoid blocks like the play. You can still get someone like a uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. or something, for example, because he gives you good threes. He gives you good free throw percentage. gives you good points. So um, don't have to avoid it like the plague. It's just something that you don't give a shit about. Let's move on to our first four-round mock build uh, with a punt block strategy. Now, I'll highlight a few players in the first round that you might already start to be thinking, all right, I'm punting blocks. Um, The classic ones, I think we've mentioned them all already. Nikola Jokic, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. Uh, Anyone else in that category or in that first round that you might also start to consider punting blocks, Cal? Um, You could do it with James Harden as well. Yep. Um, If you're in the later end of the first round, you could do it. Let's say you had the 12th pick. You could do it with a... A Bradley Beal or a Paul George, depends yep. how deep your league is. Yep, I, I like those ones. I think James Harden, though, is is sneaky good at blocks, and he never really gets um, credit for that. So I do like having... Uh, I, I don't necessarily... My mind doesn't go to a punt blocks build when I've got James Harden on my team because he gets .8 a game, which is um, pretty good for a guard. And if you follow that up with someone with some good blocks on the other way around, you can uh, be pretty formidable in that category. Uh, but yeah, I like what you said with Bradley Beal. Jason Tatum, I'll throw out there as well, who, you know, only half a block a game for a power forward player. Not that good. Um, so that is someone who I would also consider as well. Let's go on to the second round. A couple of names we've already mentioned here. I would be very happy to go with a Vucevic 
or a Julius Randle in this range. Uh, and then you've got a few other guards. Who who would you like to take in the second round if you're in this kind of build here, Cal? Um, yeah, you could definitely swipe a guard, especially if you've got a big um, to begin with. Um, but you might be going back-to-back guards in the first and second round. You, you have to be open to that and then potentially try and get some of the bigs, just some, some bonuses, your Randles later on. But um, look, if you can get Randall now, go for it. Um, you can get a Freddie Van Fleet. Uh, you can get a, a Trey Young. Um, works pretty well. If Tatum pulls this slow, you get to get him. Um, Chris Paul, you're probably reaching. He's probably in the third round. I think um, he's the third round. But starting to consider it. Yeah, I think Chris Paul's a third round. Even though his value per game might be higher than that, I, I still worry. I know he's been healthy the last couple of years, but he's, he is getting older. He's, he's 36 years old. So I do think that for that reason alone, he's a third rounder for me. And the fact he doesn't score as many points. Um, if you are grabbing those guys like your Fred Van Vliet, your Trey Youngs, um, even like a Kyrie Irving to a certain degree, I do think you've then got to start to think about, okay, am I punting blocks or am I punting blocks, field goal percentage, and maybe rebounds as well? Um, because you've put yourself in a fairly big hole in those categories, especially your Fred Van Vliet's and your Trey Young's because they are very poor field goal percentage guys. Um, and as soon as you punt the field goal percentage, their value is boosted a fair bit. So if you start a draft with, say, a Damian Lillard and on the way back you get a Trey Young, well, excellent. You've started with great threes. You've started with great assists. You've started with great free throw percentage, excellent free throw percentage, but you're in a huge hole in blocks. You're in a huge hole in rebounds and field goal percentage. So um, you're going to probably have to punt at least two of those categories, I would say. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, if you landed something like that, um, it, it is pretty realistic to this potentially just punt the field goal as well. Um, it's always a good category to punt anyway, just because as, as we mentioned, it, it's up and down each week. Yep. All right, let's move on to the third round. Who are some guys that you might consider here? Obviously, we've mentioned Chris Paul already. Here's where I feel comfortable drafting him. Um, you might get a player like Sabonis. He's probably back end of the second, start of the third round here for me. Anyone else here that um, catches your eye there, Cal? Um, yep, Sabonis definitely screaming at me because, um, look, yeah, you have to get those rebounds. Uh, he's a rebounding boy, 12 rebounds a game. Huge. So he, he should really be a priority in your third round. Um, otherwise, you, you got the guards, like always, and your Zach Levine, your, your D-book. Um, Chris Paul, as we mentioned before, if you can get him in the third round, it's always great value. Yeah, shout out to LaMelo Ball. Uh, as a ball boy, I feel like we have to mention one of the ball boys uh, <laughs> in every podcast. So I think he's a, is a third-round player, probably more so than a second-round player, although sometimes the hype of a player like him can push him into the second round. So... I, I don't think he's a second-round player, personally, because of the percentages are a bit of an issue. Um, and they are a pretty deep team over there in Charlotte as well. So I like him in the third round. And let's move on to the fourth round here. I'm, again, I've highlighted this guy because he is someone who I just think is going to have a big year. Um, and it's OG Ananobi. And he is found ranked 64th on Yahoo at the moment with the uh, update recently. Look, the fourth round might be on the earlier side of things, but I still really like him. He's going to get you massive steals, good percentages, good threes. I think his scoring is going to increase this year, uh, obviously with a few injuries and a change. Lowry's gone, um, so I think his usage is going to go up this year. Um, Who are some other guys in the fourth round that fit a punt blocks build? Um, if you need some assists, uh, you could reach out and get a, a Conley um, maybe in the fourth round. It could be a bit bit early, maybe as a fifth rounder. Um, you could even do uh, DeMar DeRozan. He usually goes around this range because of his value and the 3-3 percentage. 
um, you know, maybe you got someone with a bad free throw and you decided to even it out a bit by getting someone good like DeMar. Um, yeah. Yeah, Scary I, Terry Rozier, I think, is around this range as well. He's, um, we've mentioned a few of the punts now. He, he fits a lot of builds, that man. Yeah, he, he, he is a good good player to fit a few different builds. Um, I like what you mentioned about the De, uh, DeMar DeRozan. I think, typically, I feel like he's going to slide in drafts. I, I don't have his rank on Yahoo in front of me right now, but I feel like he is someone that might naturally slide because he's in a new team. Obviously, Zach Levine's the man there. He's probably going to lose a bit of value, but he's still someone that's incredibly efficient in both um, field goal percentage and free throws, which is super rare. So if you are a team with like a Nikola Jokic or something like that, and you maybe you draft a Sabonis to pair with him, and you want to boost that free throw percentage uh, in like the fourth round, it's really hard to do outside those first one and two rounds to get those big volumes. So uh, I do like getting a DeMar DeRozan. And then you're looking at probably like a punt, blocks, and three strategy. Uh, and he would fit that really, really well. So if you go down that route, that's a good starting point for a team. And maybe uh, on the second round, you, you do get someone like a, I don't know, a Julius Randle or some something like that uh, off the top of my head. And, and then you've got a really good start to your team there. You can start picking up your guards later on in the draft, get lots of good value. So I like I like DeMar DeRozan uh, for this build a lot. Um, anyone else that you sort of think we should highlight there for, for the punt blocks build? Um, we, we've already, we mentioned Brandon Ingram, didn't we? He, he's a pretty good fit. Yep. Um, you could do, there's heaps of point guards like there is, like Malcolm Brogdon um, can do pretty well. Um, Kyle Lowry late in the draft. All the point guards, it's, yep. a, it's a point guard heavy thing. That, that's why you have to focus on those big men. Really, yep. really lock in the big guys early. As soon as you get those big guys, those point guards are going to open up to you. I really like actually, maybe in more of the fifth round, because you're going to get a bit more value, but if you have to in a competitive league, at the end of the fourth, this is okay. I like uh, Darius Garland this year. I think he's going to take another step forward in his third year. There seems to be a lot more talk about it being more Garland's team than Sexton's team. So I do like him, and obviously one of his big glary weaknesses is he gets 0.1 blocks per game. So if you don't give a shit about that, then you don't give a shit about that. I think he's going to get some good points, assists, threes, all those good point guard stats that you can get later. So... All right, well, that might do it there. Uh, This will conclude our punt uh, build mini-series. Coming up soon, we've got some mock drafts coming up. So uh, we're looking forward to doing a few of these in the preseason. So um, keep an eye out. Follow us on Twitter, at BallBoysNBA, if you want to be a part of the mock draft and mock against uh, the Ball Boys and the expert himself in Callum McMullen, uh, the punt expert. Uh, Are you looking forward to that that mock draft coming up this weekend, Cal? Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm locked in for it. I'm not too sure what strategy I'm going to go with yet, but um, I'm ready to improvise a bit. Yep. It'll be our first mock draft of the season, so we'll, we'll, be, we'll see how we go. The pressure's on. The first time I've done a mock draft um, with, with an audience, so we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it all goes down. But uh, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button uh, to help our videos get some traction so we can do some more of these fun podcasts. Five-star rating on, on Apple Podcasts, and we will catch you guys next time. Laters. Laters.